Beginning today and for the coming months, I am into a new sermon series. This sermon series will be to preach from one verse of the Bible. So beginning today and for the coming months, I'll be preaching not from a long passage or a bunch of words, but from a single verse from Scripture. Here's the main reason for this. The Bible that is ours, yours and mine, the Scripture that intends to shape how we live and who we are and how we think and how we love is not so much this whole book as it is the Bible that we carry around in our own heads and in our own hearts. That's really our Bible. I'm hoping that this sermon series, where we look at a single verse of Scripture, can fill our minds and fill our hearts with important words that will actually deepen our faith and shape us in the ways of discipleship. Here's another reason. We live in a world, a culture, where we have increasingly shorter and shorter sound bites. We live in an age when lengthy conversations and long interactions are happening less and less. So much of our communication is a quick email or even a text or perhaps even a tweet. And we have less and less time for long messages and perhaps less and less appreciation for longer messages and words. And yet the Bible, verse by verse, is even textable, tweetable. Great insights and key affirmations can come in a single verse. Life-saving words can be heard in a single verse. Transformation and hope for our very lives can come in a single verse. So I want to give significant attention to single verses of Scripture in the coming months, and I hope these verses will become so familiar to us, part of the fabric and faith of our lives in these days. I hope these verses will help us be people who are more rooted in faith and more rooted in Scripture and more attentive to the call to be disciples. I hope these verses will fill us and inspire us with how to live, trusting God and serving God. So today's verse is one verse. It comes from Amos chapter 5, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of the Lord. So repeat that with me. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So one of the dangers of preaching from one verse is obviously that the verse can be taken out of context. There's a good saying that's always a good warning for preachers. A text out of context is just a pretext for whatever you want it to say. I want to be careful about this in this series. As we move through these scripture verses, I promise to give you the context for each text. So let me tell you about Amos. The prophet. Amos was a shepherd who lived in the middle of the 8th century BC. That's a long time ago. In the 750s BC. 
He was from a little town called Tekoa, which was about 10 miles south of Jerusalem in this region known as Judah. Jim Mays, a member of our church family, has written a commentary on the book of Amos. And Jim Mays reminds me and all of us that Amos, while he was a simple person, a shepherd, he was apparently gifted, according to Dr. Mays, in the oral arts of his culture. He was an articulate, effective spokesperson. So God called Amos to go to the north, from south of Jerusalem to the north, to the northern kingdom of Israel, to confront the kings and the religious leaders and the others. In fact, go there and speak woe, W-O-E, woe, speak judgment to people whose religion and whose society and whose whole culture had drifted a long way from what God intends and intended there. Amos, like other prophets in the Bible, sniffed out injustice, especially injustice that was dressed up in religious garb. Amos was called to speak to hypocrisy, especially hypocrisy that assumed a religious pose. Amos was not impressed with position. He was not impressed with power. He was not impressed with authority. He had the clarity of vision from God, and he had the courage to confront those in power, especially those who were using God's name to legitimize their actions. And his message is heavy in one or two important words for our faith. And both of those words are in this single verse that we have. Mishpat, which means justice, is translated justice, and Sedekah, which is translated righteousness. Amos' message contains a critical warning to all of us always. If we pray, if we worship God, If we associate with other people who pray and worship God, we absolutely have to keep focused on justice and righteousness. There is no way that we can claim to be God's faithful people if our lives are not about mishpat, justice, and sedekah, righteousness. That's his message. So Amos throws out a challenge in his short little book in the middle of the prophets in the Old Testament. Do our words and do our actions in worship and in faithful life line up with justice and righteousness in the rest of our lives? Because this was Amos' warning and message. Worship and faithful life that doesn't line up with justice, mishpat, and righteousness, sedekah, will end up making us worse off. Instead of drawing us closer to God, it's separating us from God when those items, our lives and justice and righteousness, are not lined up. Here's what Amos says. Seek good and not evil that you may live, and so the Lord of hosts will be with you. Hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. And the God of hosts 
will be gracious to you. Indeed, Amos warns that God hates, he uses that word, God despises our festivals. Amos warns that God takes no delight in our solemn assemblies. Even though we offer our offerings, God does not accept them. Even though we have songs that we say are praising God, God doesn't listen to our songs as long as all of our worship doesn't line up with the justice and the righteousness of our daily living. So, Amos asserts, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. See, Amos' goal and Amos' intention is very clear and it's singular. It's to move the people and it's to move us, move the people in the 8th century B.C. and move us in these days to have our lives aligned. Worship, And justice and righteousness, they go together. Do our worship and our prayers align with our daily lives of justice or not? That's what he's asking. Do our claims to be Christian and God's people bear out in the way we treat each other? In our priorities that frame our society? Or do they not? We are really good at claiming God's abiding love. We are really effective at claiming God's never-ending presence right when we need God. We are really good at saying nothing, not anything in creation, not height nor depth can ever separate us from God's love. And we celebrate that whether we live or whether we die, we belong to God. Those are all true and we claim them readily. Yet Amos reminds us that all those promises intend not to just cover us and then lie fallow. Those powerful promises intend to indeed direct our lives, shape how we live, focus us, mishpat, sedekah, toward justice and righteousness. So say it again with me. Let justice roll down like waters. And righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. For Amos, justice and righteousness are never nebulous terms. Just like other prophets, and you could name Isaiah and Micah and Hosea, we are called to concrete actions in the way we live our lives. We are called to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with our God, as Micah puts it. Justice to all these prophets, mishpat, has to do with the right ordering of society, especially related to the poor and to the weak in society. See, society, God's society, God's intentions for the whole world, society is meant to be ordered in such a way that the poor are cared for, that the weak do not fall worse off, that the disadvantaged are not squashed, 
That's how society is supposed to be ordered. In God's society, we, as God's faithful, have to keep asking, are the poor falling further and further behind? As God's faithful, this matters. That's Amos' message. There's plenty of evidence, it seems, to suggest that these are still very valid questions for God's people, right? We have work to do to care for the less fortunate. The poor are increasing in astounding numbers. The data is actually frightening. The middle class is struggling more and more to make ends meet. The disparity just seems to be growing. All the progress that we're making in the world is not raising all the boats. Mishpat. Aligning our lives. That's what Amos is asking Righteousness, tzedakah, has to do with right relationships, personal connections, relationships. And since we are connected and related to God, we have to care about the things that God cares about. Amos reminds us that God cares about the poor. God has always cared about the disadvantaged. God has always cared about the weak, not just about worship. So if we worship God, Amos is saying, we have to care about what God cares about too. That's righteousness, which means right relationships as God's people. We cannot say we're related to God and come into worship and not live as God's people in our relationships. And that means all our relationships with all our neighbors everywhere, especially the poor, especially the downtrodden. Do you hear the vertical and the horizontal in this message? In effect, Amos is saying that our worship, the vertical connections to God, is unacceptable unless we live well horizontally with our neighbors, with the poor and disadvantaged in the world. Our worship in our sanctuaries is acceptable only as we live with justice, mishpat, and righteousness, tzedakah, in all of our relationships, with all of our neighbors. Justice and righteousness must roll down like the floods from the hills after the winter. Justice and righteousness must fill the land like the water fills all the dry wadis, the dry riverbeds in the region in the spring. Fill it with water and flood it. That's the image. The waters are to fill up these dry riverbeds and quench the thirst of the land. Justice and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream in all of our relationships, in all settings. That's what God cares most about. If that's not present, God is at odds with us. Amos is speaking a word of judgment so we might turn and find life as God intends. Amos is trying to move the people and move us to live and serve, focused on justice and righteousness. You might guess that we have this single verse today because of what we celebrate tomorrow. Martin Luther King Day, the preacher, Martin Luther King Jr. often preached and quoted from Amos. Here's what Martin Luther King said. All of us are caught up in an inescapable network of mutuality. 
He said our loyalties must transcend our race and our tribe and our class and our nation. And this means we must develop a world perspective. He said life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? What are you doing for others? He said the hope of a secure and livable world lives with disciplined nonconformists who are dedicated to justice, peace, and brotherhood. He said every person must decide whether he or she will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. He said injustice every, anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. He said hatred paralyzes life. Love releases it. Hatred confuses life. Love harmonizes it. Hatred darkens life. Love illumines life. He said the ultimate measure of a person is not where he or she stands in moments of convenience or comfort, but where he or she stands at times of challenge and controversy. We shall overcome, he says, because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. True peace is not the absence of tension, he says. It's the presence of Justice. We're determined, he said, to work and fight until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, quoting Amos. See, the message of the prophet Amos and the message of the whole Bible is that civilizations survive not by strength, but by how they respond to the weak. Civilizations survive not by wealth, but how well they care for the poor. Not by power, but their concern for the powerless. A shepherd from Tekoa, Amos, 8th century B.C., called by God to speak the truth, is still speaking, reminding us, even today, what renders a a culture invulnerable is the compassion and the justice it shows to the vulnerable. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. May it be so. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Offer to our hearts, offer to our lives, O God, your powerful spirit so we can live and serve for justice and righteousness following Christ our Lord. Amen.